This is Pete Moore. I want to tell you about a company that is going to change the entire recruiting in the Halo sector. The company's called Game Plan. We are GamePlan.com. What they do is they connect employer brands with D1, D2, D3 athletes across the country. They power the software that allows these employers to get in front of tens of thousands of athletes. If you watch the NCAA tournament, the hustle, grit, preparation, determination, and absolute desire to win embodies every athlete out there. Now you're gonna be able to put your brand in front of those athletes, start to get them to understand after their college career, they can get into the halo sector, go work at a studio, a health club, fitness equipment company, supplements, anything related to this industry, they can now parlay those skills and bring it into the sports and fitness industry that we are going to have the best athletes become the best employees and create the best companies. And that is the future of Halo. One, two, three, Halo. We are gameplan.com. Check it out. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of coming in from Toronto. Rob and other ship. We're going to talk about his app on breathwork. We're going to talk about his location. We're going to talk about return to normalcy and how we are going to change people's life one breath at a time. So, Robbie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Pete. Amazing intro. I lo- love the energy. Thanks, man. It's all, it's all genuine, man. I just come out with it and I feel it and let's go with it. So talk about, um, you know, your background as an entrepreneur, building community, and um, how you see this is probably one of the most important things for people coming out of COVID and returning to, you know, a lifestyle that they deserve to have. Um, talk about the app and, um, you know, riff from there. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty obsessed with building community. Always have been really social guy. I used to be in the party scene. Um, just actually struggle with like drugs and alcohol, love to own some nightclubs, love partying and um, just being around people like that energy. And, you know, really trials and tribulations dealing with that stuff. I got into health and wellness uh, to become sober, which I've been for for six years. And when I got sober, I joined the Ethereum Foundation and really took those community building skills and brought them into crypto. And I was there super early and worked on building these like massive communities of of developers with like, you know, almost building a movement. And so I did that in Berlin and San Francisco and uh, the, the benefits, these health things I had learned. So breath work, you know, saunas, ice baths that kept me sober. I decided I really wanted to help others get into that as well. And so a couple of years ago, I left the Ethereum Foundation and started with an ice bath in my backyard, just building crazy community of neighbors, people coming in, mm-hmm. using the ice bath every night, doing these crazy like bonfires and, you know, just, just creating nice. a really nice social environment without alcohol. And that grew to like 400 people with just a WhatsApp chat, people showing up and, you know, then we bootstrapped Did you have a garage. valet parking in front of your house or something? No, it was just random, <laughs> like a, a standard garage in a residential street with like a back gate entrance. And people will be like, well, well what, what, what is this? You know? And then we, we bootstrapped my garage out with an ice bath, a sauna and, and a tea room. And it grew to thousands of people and, you know, 20 K a month, sort of a side project. Wow. And I just realized that these, the hot and cold could be used to build amazing class-based experiences for people um, and a mm-hmm. whole new way to socialize. That's awesome. So when did you, what, so basically this was a side project. When did you kind of decide, okay, I'm going all in on this and I'm, uh, you know, going to make the, uh, make the shift and, you know, from, you know, to an entrepreneur and then, um, you know, 
take this kind of commercial. So during, during COVID, we had this garage space open and people were coming in their own social bubbles. And I, it, you know, we also were like, Oh, I don't know if we can do this as a business. So it's just kind of running and, you know, we're going to start doing breath work for people struggling on zoom, you know, right at the start mm-hmm. of COVID when people were freaking out and thousands of people were joining and they were asking for more and more sessions. And then they kept messaging me saying like, Hey man, coming to this space has saved my life. This is the only yeah. thing open. It's the only thing I can do to reduce fear. You know, I had this woman reach out and say, like, I was too afraid to even open the door for a delivery person and using your breath work six weeks in a row totally changed my life. And then I had, you know, sobriety is a huge thing for me. And so there was a number of people who are addicts who messaged me and say, you know, coming to be part of this community, doing this breath work daily, coming for the ice bath, this is what's keeping me sober. And so all those messages coming in, I just kind of looked at it and said like, wow, you know, these are things that I do every day, things that I fucking love, like, you know, creating these classes, being out. It's just, it's part of my identity. And so why not go full time on this? Like I'm really having a lot of impact and there's just too much excitement there. So I, so I left the Ethereum foundation, pushed the gas pedal, launched an app for the breath work, which we built internally, created all the content and then launched a brand new commercial space, downtown Toronto, 50 person sauna, four ice baths, tea room. And it's like, amazing party spot at night with no alcohol, new way to socialize and then classes. So all these things we've been practicing in the garage, we've brought onto the sort of the, the mainstream stage. Cool. So how did you become an expert on the breath work side or did you kind of bring in some people that had, you know, I don't know if that's like a certification or just kind of, you know, solid experience um, on that front. Yeah. So for eight years, I've been really interested, um, you know, since my, my struggles with, with drugs and alcohol. So just numerous psychedelic medicine retreats and trainings. Um, you know, I lived in a cave for eight days. I've done a number of Vipassana meditation retreats. I Mm -hmm. did the Wim Hof training. I've read, you know, every book and paper on breath and breath work. And then, you know, just putting it out there in the backyard, a whole bunch of people, facilitators would show up and be like, yeah, I fucking love this. Like, let's go. And so we actually have now, I think 25, 30 facilitators that are helping out creating content. And it's just kind of this idea of, you know, you, you start the mission, you show interest, you create a good experience, and then the people will come. So as an entrepreneur doing this type of work, and then again, those types of, um, you know, inbound emails, how do you think about the revenue model? Or do you not really think about it? For me, it was always like create the best experience and be obsessed with the product. So when we built our space in Toronto, we actually toured 70 bathhouses. I'm like, so our team is so anal about the design and the experience that like we tested 50 different types of tiles for like how they felt on your foot to make sure the aesthetic and the feel was there when you're walking in. So it felt like comfortable. There was good grip and, you know, the smells that are coming in the space, we create our own scent and, and incense sticks and essential oils, the programming we script for each guide. It's, it's such fine level of detail. So always for me, it was like, what is the best possible experience either digitally in the app or in the physical space. And that that always came first. And why it's so important to me is because I use this stuff every single day. Like it's, as I said, it's part of my identity. So I care so much is what I do for fun. You know, I got engaged in the sauna uh, in my backyard. It was our first date with my wife. My partners did a surprise gender reveal one night when my wife's pregnant with the boy and I didn't even know what was going to happen. And they like had these ice balls filled with different essential oils and put them on the stove. And if it was like a feminine scent, like rose or a masculine scent, like cedar and everyone was cheering and, you know, so it's just, it's really it's more about 
creating the best possible experience where people will actually change their behavior. And then for me, it was always the revenue will come later, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. It's, it's, it's always secondary for when you're working on your passion, I think. I mean, it's, it's so interesting. If I can just take a pause for a second here, you know, people coming to us with their business plans and their, you know, Excel models. And um, I'm going to get to 500 locations of whatever it is. Right. And I'm like, what's, what's like the special sauce of like the one location and what's the prototype and, you know, what makes that something that's, you know, unique to you that creates like a, something that can scale and that has the community and has the, you know, the lead generation that kind of just happens organically. And um, a lot of people don't know what the special sauce is of their business. And they want to scale and they say like, uh, well, this one's not the prototype. This one's not the prototype. And everything you just talked about kind of gives me the chill because like you thought about everything that is important in building a business is like, it's down to the tile. It's down to the scent. It's down to like who's welcoming someone. Um, it's how somebody feels, right? I'm creating an experience, right? And um, a lot of people don't do that. You know, they just look at like, here's a four wall unit economics. I'm like, okay, so everybody else has four wall unit economics, but what makes us sustainable? So, you know, as you think about the growth, I just want to get that out there because it's awesome what you did. Um, you know, when you think about scaling this business, right? You want to go to a hundred locations. You want to affect people's lives. How do you think about, you know, and you obviously just mentioned, you know, you got 25, 35 different, you know, ambassadors, instructors, um, advocates here, how do you kind of hold on to the DNA of this business and say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to release it into, you know, more locations and still know that I've got a personal touch on it. So I, I don't think the goal here is scaling in that regard. Like if I look at, you know, for fitness, for example, like the premier brand is Barry's Bootcamp. The experience right. is phenomenal wherever you go. It's top tier. The brand is owned. It's very hard to do that with franchise. And so I just have absolutely no desire to do that. It's not about like, you know, growing as fast as possible. It's about creating this amazing experience in every location. And luckily we have five co-founders and a team of, you know, 40 super just bought in uh, people. Like it's a real movement, you know? And so what we do, uh, we, we do these breathwork concert tours. Again, with this idea, you don't need alcohol to socialize. We'll go to a new space. We're going to LA in a couple of weeks and we're doing 10 concert sessions. Oh, so really? hundred people. I'm going to be back out there in LA. I live in Manhattan beach. So, uh, yeah, you should, you should, make sure I get that. Uh, absolutely. Get so, I'll definitely be there. So we do tours to pre-build the community, get 800 to a thousand emails, get people hyped, give them all free access to our app. And then, you know, and then, and then build a space. And the idea is that founders go down and, you know, for those first four months, we find people through these tours that are super excited, super pumped. We get them to invest in the locations also to be founding members and we build the hype that way. So the distribution comes naturally from your most passionate customers in a new area. And then we all live. And so what I, I think we'll do, we're opening another one in Toronto. We'll open either New York or LA first. We're experimenting with, with both. And Austin is, is close as well. Right. And, awesome. you know, as founders, we'll be there. We'll get those, that city up and running. And then, like, it's all about hiring people that are just really passionate. And, you know, this kind of stuff, there's a lot of energy around it. It feels like... CrossFit or a Tony Robbins, it feels like it's changing your life. It feels like you've found your crew 
when you come. And so those are the best people that just like buy into the mission. And our mission is huge. It's like solving loneliness, you know, it's something that oh, people can, oh, people can get if you, if you look that up, but like, um, did, did you know that that's, that's kind of like our narrative? No, no. I don't oh remember. shit, dude, that's amazing. So it's how we're trying to, did. <laughs> bro, we're trying to do three things. Okay. I've got three goals in life. I want to solve obesity, which is controlled. You don't need to find a cure for obesity. I don't need to find a cure for uh, diabetes. Like you just have to change your lifestyle where those two things don't happen. And our overarching goal, and this came from six years ago, I went to a, uh, went to Palm Springs to the uh, Clinton uh, Health Matters Conference. And Clinton was there and he had the four top CEOs of different insurance companies. And he said, he asked a question. He said, uh, what's the biggest issue in the healthcare industry? The CEO of Humana says loneliness. And everyone kind of just like, was like silence. He's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, if somebody detaches from society and we're social animals, there's no opportunity for them to live a healthy lifestyle and they're isolated. And his example that he gave is that there was a woman in Florida. She was like 80 years old. She lived in, in her apartment. She'd come out. Um, she was deteriorating and he got her, you know, like a car service to go to, you know, like bingo and, and go to like a social hall. And, you know, that saved, that saved her life. You know, it's just like loneliness. So everything that we're trying to do is basically find people like you, get them on the podcast, get them as clients and make sure that they have, the right capital and the skills and strategy to basically take care of those three things, obesity, uh, diabetes, and loneliness. Like we can solve those three things through the halo sector. Like that I'm good. You know, I've done my mission here on the planet. Loneliness worse for you than 15 cigarettes a day. So people are more lonely than ever. The amount of close friends, the average North American person has is less than 0.8, less than one now. Which means like most of the people don't even have a single close friend. So it's, it's a massive epidemic. And that's what we're trying to do is new space. Guess what? No cell phones. Like all of a sudden you're present, use the hot and cold. It reduces any social anxiety you have. So people start talking and then it kind of offers the same thing as alcohol, but in a healthy way where like now I feel great. I can be myself. I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to make friends. It's fucking amazing. Like it's, it's the future of social, like no question about it in my mind. I'm so excited to get like, many of these open and give this experience. And yeah, if people in your network want to invest and they're, they're down to support LA, New York, Austin, like connect me. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll get this podcast out and things will start to come in from there. I have to interject here for a sec, Pete, Robbie, I'm, I lived, oh, I don't know if you, I, I don't know if you knew, but I lived in Japan for six years. Uh, I went there after graduate school and everything you're talking about and everything that's coming full circle. I'm, I'm sure you've heard the term Sento right? Public bath. It's still, it's onsen, sento, right? Same thing, right? It's, it's thousands of years old. And I, I totally got into it when I was in Japan, like, and you're a hundred percent right with the contrast bathing, people just start talking to each other and sento public bath is still a thing in Japan. So it's, it's It's in every culture, you know, the Tumscal in Mexico, the sweat lodge in indigenous cultures, the Banya in Russia, the bathhouse in Rome, like every culture has one except North America. So it's, it's time. It's time. That's amazing. So, so talk a little bit more about how long someone stays at the location and um, you know, is it kind of like a, 
you know, one hour, you know, class driven? Is it kind of, look, I want you to stay here for like three or four hours and just stay as long as you want. How, how do you think about that? Yeah. And, so we uh, sort of, we revamped the model from like traditional spa, which is, you know, long, you get a massage or, or traditional bathhouse and made it one hour. And in uh-huh. that hour we do classes. And so everything we do, we're trying to teach you to shift your emotional state, um, your nervous system state. So either ramp up or slow down through breath, hot, cold. And, and by mastering your nervous system state, you're able to inspire these like feelings of awe, like when you were a child and also connect with others. So you come in, you know, 60 minutes and you'll do a class, either an up, which might be like Wim Hof breathing, loud electronic music, a bit of like, you know, some primal yelling. Um, it might be a down, which is like a sound bath, candlelight, meditation, yin yoga, all happening in the sun and the ice. It might be an all around, which is getting into your emotions. So, you know, a partner ice bath where you're eye gazing and saying nice things to each other, um, a gratitude experience where you're bringing up moments of gratitude in the sauna, a fear release where you're like yelling out fears in the dark while a gong plays. So that's the standard programming, which happens four times a day at night. It's a social. So the time extends to two hours and we have people hang out music on, you know, spaces bumping and it's a replacement for alcohol, which, you know, again, as I was an addict, I wanted to be in these spaces that like felt community driven, inspiring and cool. And then uh, in the daytime, you can just use the space on your own. So you can drop in and, you know, some people want it a little more quiet. They want to captain their own journey. That's amazing. Talk about the app for people that, you know, are nearby a location. Yeah. So I had this, this, you know, I was a big meditator, still am, and really struggled to teach friends to get into it. The average entrepreneur is like, you know, I'm, I'm go, go, go. I'm drinking coffee. I can't quiet my thoughts. If I sit down, I don't know what I'm doing. It's a struggle. I tried calm. I feel guilty. I don't have time. And so we tried to, we wanted to make something easier because just like coming to the space, you need to be able to shift your state daily, right? You need to find 10 minutes. Like, and so what we found was through your breathing, you could ramp up. So coffee replacement in the morning, you're procrastinating in the afternoon through a simple breathing pattern. You can trigger the fight or flight state boost energy. You can ramp down. So after work, before bed, you're having wild thoughts. You know, you can't sleep, you're stressed. There's breathing when you extend your exhale that moves you into the parasympathetic rest and digest state. So like, man, you want to ramp down, boom, you can do that. Or you want to explore. So you want to go really deep and process emotions. If you're struggling with a breakup, COVID fears, financial strain, uh, strife with your family, like all these different things. So what we learned was just through listening to really good music and matching your breath pattern, you could ramp up, ramp down, uh, find emotional space. And it was the easiest way for people to find a meditation or mindfulness practice that they can stick with. And then the best thing is we, we have music that just plays in the background. So when you're working, you're breathing at the proper patterns. When you're going for a walk, you're breathing at proper patterns when you're cooking. So the idea is to help people uh, improve their basic breath patterns and teach them they can change their nervous system state at will in under seven minutes, which is fucking insane. Right. I'm going to try that later today. Let me ask you a question about, um, the people that come that are part of your community, um, you know, look, I lived in New York for 20 years, you know, and, um, you know, when you meet somebody, it's not about, um, Hey, what are your hobbies? You know, what are your, um, what are your passions? You know, who are your friends? You know, what, what experiences you have? It's like, what do you do for work? You know, like they're trying to calibrate, like what size your office is, how much money you have, you know, how big is your apartment, all that kind of nonsense. I moved out to Manhattan Beach, California officially like uh I guess 18 months ago and um we say to somebody like hey what do you do like they say oh i surf i hike i bike 
they won't tell you or lead with, with their profession because to them, that's not what defines them. So do you think that in this post COVID kind of, you know, maybe Renaissance period that people start to, you know, focus less on their, you know, career success and like their highlight reel and say like, look, this is who I am as a person. And yeah, that matters obviously because I got to fund my lifestyle, but it doesn't, I'm not trying to make money in order to create a lifestyle. I'm trying to create my lifestyle and then have a career around my lifestyle. So how do you kind of think about whether maybe, you know, there's a awakening coming or that, you know, it's still going to take time and you're going to need places and like initiatives like you're doing to educate people that like focus on what matters. I like to let people focus on whatever they need. And if their career is the big thing for them, that's fine. And I think what's, what's nice is if you provide experiences that create awe. And so what I mean by that is, you know, if, if I asked you and listeners to take a minute and think, what was an experience when you were a child that brought you the most joy? And maybe it's riding your bike down the street at sunset or playing baseball or out with your dad at an amusement park, you know, going like something that you were like, wow. Life was I amazing. Football, like in the in the fall, with the, the grass, you know, and being in open air, and exactly. So you you send people into, you know, an ice bath or a crazy sauna where there's like rose essential oils on the stove and the lights are out, and you're bringing up these moments and you're remembering what it feels like to have like intense joy, and it starts to bring you back to who you are, and in that space of who you are. We then encourage you, like, share that, you know? And so if people are sharing what they're authentically excited about, they come to life. And maybe it is work. And if it is work because you love your job, wicked, you know, share that, you know? So I don't want to judge anyone for sharing what they are excited about. It's more just helping them find what they're really excited about and, like, leaning into that. And so you come out of the ice bath and you're just going to share, like, fuck yeah, man, I'm a big hunter. Or, like, you know, meditate like crazy on, on rooftops, or maybe I just love like taking my kid to school, like whatever it is that right, you right. love, like be in that, you know, and, and feel into that. So that's, that's our passion is like getting people to find it, to, to just be not, not ashamed of who they are authentically. Yeah. So in closing here, uh, one, definitely send me some passes because I'm going to try and dip out of this meeting that I have in Toronto and, uh, and bring out a couple of my guys with me. I'll be there Thursday and Friday. Um, the, um, you, you got any quotes? I'm sure you got a ton of quotes, you know, given all your, your reading and, uh, you know, what, what your initiatives are here and in, in, in changing the world. But um, you got any quotes that kind of stick up as like, you know, top things that you, uh, you know, Robbie says this all the time or, you know, things you live by? I like, I like for me, like the simplest one is creating space to shift your state. And that can be an emotional state. It can be a nervous system state. And, and the idea is just, Wellness doesn't have to be, I did a 10 day retreat or I did a 30 day diet. It's, it's in the moments. Yeah. Right. And, and so it's just space to shift your state. And I really don't like to be prescriptive of you have to do cold plunges. You have to do meditation, do, do whatever the fuck you want, but find space. And so if that space for you is a one minute video game, if it's a five minute walk, like whatever it is, understanding as a human being that through your breath, you can shift your state in less than five minutes. Uh, that's, that's the big one It's just, once you know that, you know, okay, I feel anxiety two deep breaths. I can make a change. Okay. I feel anger, you know, uh, this type of breathing pattern, I can change it. I feel lethargy. It's that, you know, in the moments you can change that to me is really empowering. So creating space to shift your state. Hey man, I'm really, uh, I'm really excited that we got connected. I love what you're doing and your mindset. The fact that you want to solve, solve loneliness, you know, no one's come on the show and basically, 
used our terminology here. That's like one of their top three, you know, goals. So, um, you know, look forward to seeing you in person. I'll let you know when I'm up there and, uh, you know, keep doing great things. It's been great. Awesome. awesome. So we'll give you guys with some memberships to the app and then some passes to the space. I'm uh, looking forward to meeting sure. you. Awesome. Thank you so All much. Right. That's been great.